3: Hey, let's take a look at some scores. Yeah, California Governor Gavin Newsom came out, I think it was last night, and said that he's closing all the beaches in California this weekend, Um, and it's supposed to be really nice out there, I think, Uh, because too many people went to the beaches last weekend and he didn't like the way they acted. Now, California is locked down like most other states, uh, people wearing masks. I'm pretty sure it's much like it is here with uh, businesses closed, the usual stuff. But California is a pretty big state, so I wanted to see how it broke down county by county because uh, I did that with Pennsylvania, and I noticed that there are counties in the northwest where they have like one case of uh, the coronavirus, uh, one other county with four, some other with eight or nine. So I, I just took a look at it. It's easy to find on Google, and uh, you, can, you can break down any state and just kind of check it out. Now, I don't know anything about any of these counties. I mean, I know about Los Angeles County for obvious reasons, and there were 22,485 cases there and 1,056 deaths. Uh, Riverside County, 3,942 cases, um, obviously a, a, a po- well-populated county, 143 deaths. San Diego County, San Diego, 3,432 uh, cases, 120 deaths. Orange County, you know about Orange County. That's uh, L.A., Anaheim, uh, 2,200 and some, uh, I think 2,252 uh, and 44 deaths. And in San Francisco County, uh, 1,490 uh, cases. So uh, that that's not surprising. That there will be a lot of big numbers in those big counties. But what I've been bothered by through all this is – The one size fits all uh, plan, not only from a national standpoint, but from a statewide standpoint where they're telling people up in Warren County where there's one person that's in PA, one person has the virus that, you know, it's the same as being in Philadelphia or Pittsburgh for that matter. So I looked at a bunch of other counties. And again, I don't know anything about these counties. Uh, I did look up the uh, population of some of them, but uh, Mendocino County. There were 12 people there who have the virus. Uh, Amador County, eight people who have the virus. These are counties now, pretty big geographical uh, entities. Lake County, six people uh, have the virus there. And, I mean, I hope this isn't a misprint, but it it says six people, and the population of Lake County is 64,386 that's six people out of 64,000. Uh, Siskiyou County, five. I don't know what the population is there. Uh, Plumas County has a population of 18,804. Four people in the county have the virus. Four. Only three in Calusa County. And by the way, no deaths in any of those counties. Uh, three people in Calusa County have it. And then uh, here's three counties uh, that have one. Alpine, one person. Mount Mariposa, one person. Tejana, one person. And then I have some counties uh, with no people with the virus. (laughs) Uh, Lassen County has none. Uh, Modic County has none. Sierra County has none. And Trinity County, uh, I looked up the the, um, population of that one, 12,000 people live in Trinity County. Nobody has the virus out of 12,000. Now, I don't know. Are they... Are they um, forced to wear masks in all the supermarkets, and are they told to stay home? I don't know what – I I mean, they're in a lockdown. I don't know what the the details are, but I just know that – I just gave you a list of uh, a bunch of counties there. There's 41 cases stretched out over 15 counties in California, 41 cases over 15 counties. I'm pretty sure that's less than three people per county average. No deaths. In those 15 counties. That's great news. No deaths. So I just wanted to give you those scores. You can uh, take those numbers for what they're worth. And then there's this. In uh, Wisconsin, they had an election on April 7th. Lots of people screaming and yelling about what a uh, a scary, uh, reckless thing it was to have the election. The Democratic governor wanted to cancel it. Uh, He was overruled by the state legislature and the Supreme Court. 400,000 people showed up to vote in person in the election in wisconsin you know how many people got the virus 52 52 out of four hundred thousand. so there you go and nobody died by the way so i don't know how many of them recovered yet but 52 anyway when we come back we're going to talk about new york city with a guy who writes about new york city he says the mayor is out of touch and out of tune stick around We're all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. This is John Stagerwald with some great news from Windows or Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows or Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit WindowsOrUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers for a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. WindowsOrUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsOrUsPittsburgh.com.
4: Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour.
2: Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2-4%, and tiredness, 2-3%.
4: While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to... To See if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvy, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvi.com or call 844-4UBRELVY. Sponsored by Allergan.
2: Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. I'm Andy Solomon. 5G is here. It's the next generation of wireless network technology, and T-Mobile has the first and only nationwide 5G network. And unlike other wireless providers, T-Mobile is giving 5G access at no extra cost. Tech expert Andrea Smith.
5: If you're looking to upgrade to a 5G phone, the new Samsung Galaxy S20 flagship devices are here. The S20 Plus and the S20 Ultra are the first smartphones in the U.S. that tap into the full potential of 5G. They're available today at T-Mobile with amazing deals.
2: These deals are for everyone, even businesses.
5: Get up to half off the latest Samsung Galaxy smartphones via bill credits with an eligible trade-in or snag a BOGO offer with bill credits when adding a line. And only T-Mobile includes 5G in all of its plans. That means anyone can get two lines starting at just $90 a month plus tax for T-Mobile Essentials with 5G included.
2: For more information, visit
0: tmobile.com. You're listening to The John Staggerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer
3: This is not a good time to be in New York City. It's the epicenter of a worldwide pandemic. Thousands of people have died. I don't know about you, but I get the impression that the mayor, Bill de Blasio, has not made a good impression on too many people. Seth Barron is associate editor of City Journal. He's the project director of the NYC Initiative at the Manhattan Institute, and he joins us now. Seth, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having
6: me on, John. It's a pleasure.
3: So the headline of your piece says, The Out-of-Tune Mayor, and I don't think you're referring
6: to his singing there. No, although he does keep hitting the same note. Uh, (laughs) Ever since he came in, all we've heard about is how he's going to transform the city, he's going to transform the economy, make things more fair and equitable, uh, you know, racially inclusive and so forth. Uh, Now, you know, he's been in for six and a half years or so. He's had, you know, record Breaking just you know revenue tax money pouring in and he hasn't hesitated from spending it uh, he's expanded mm-hmm. the budget by tens of billions of dollars didn't put much away for a rainy day and boy is it pouring now so you know we're kind of in a pickle but here's his solution to set up a task force on racial diversity and inclusion and make his wife the co-chair of it. Uh, yeah. It's really hard to believe. People just don't understand what's going on.
3: Now, I wonder if... Uh, does this, Is this a paid
6: position for his wife? It's not a paid position. He's given her a okay. number of different positions. And, yeah, uh, I know. It's, it's funny because at one point he was grousing publicly about how the city conflict of interest rules make it that she can't get a salary. And he mm-hmm. was saying, well, that's just ridiculous. She deserves it. Now, this, this woman... I mean, I'm sure she's a nice lady. She was a, um, a publicist in her, you know, before he became the mayor. She worked as a speechwriter, but she's not an expert in economic development. She's not an expert in mental health, which is the other thing she's been man- mismanaging, uh, his mental health initiative. So it's, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't really inspire a lot of confidence, given that the city is now facing multi-billion dollar deficits. Uh, things are kind of, you know, a little bit out of control here, uh, death wise. And he seems to be, you know, fiddling while things burn.
3: Well, is, is, um, so the the population in New York
6: City now is about 18 million? Well, New York State is about 18 million. New York City is about uh, eight and a a half million. Eight eight and a half half million. Yeah. uh, and it's actually dropped a little bit in the last couple of years, which, yeah, you know, sure not, it's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. Yeah. Uh, um, and and oh, Go ahead. Well, now, you know, it's a lot. Tens of thousands of people have left the city, you know, gone to stay with relatives or maybe they have a country home somewhere or they've rented something. And supposedly a lot of people are thinking, you know, Maybe we'll just stay away. Uh Uh, I've heard anecdotally that people in Manhattan apartments are just breaking their lease. They can't afford the rent. So they're like, oh, I'm just going to go back to where my parents live or where I came from or just find some, you know, cheaper pastures. Schenectady. Schenectady, sure, you know. (laughs) Uh, Who knows? Uh, wilkes I mean, there's all kinds of places. Oh, yeah, out of state, Yeah. So it's not looking good. Now, the latest news is that, you know, New York City's famous as the city that never sleeps. Right. And we have a 24-hour subway system. Well, Mm -hmm. very sadly, today the governor and the mayor announced that the New York City subways, for the first time ever, is going to start closing from 1 a.m. to 5 Um, a.m. Now, if there were a good reason for this, I guess it would be... Understandable, but what's really sad is really the only reason they're going to do this is because the subways have just become a rolling homeless encampment. Uh, Mayor De Blasio has failed so miserably to deal with the homeless that he essentially turned the subway system into an an annex of the, of the of the homeless and mental illness, like you know, social services complex. So the only way they can get people off the subway is to shut the system down, I guess, you know, force people to get off the trains, and then they say they're going to do deep cleaning to keep them safe. But, you know, this
3: is,
7: well, h- is going to be a long could they d-
6: But how long
3: could they get away with doing that? I-, I think I saw somewhere that 77% of the people who commute to the city to work take the subway. Yes, they take do. some um, well, how, but here, that, so, that ain't going to work, uh, midnight to 5, closing it down.
6: No, it's, 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 it's terrible. Right now, ridership is down about 95%, you know, because no one's going to work. But think about it. You have waitresses. You have people who work in offices. You have cops. You have nurses. You have all kinds of people working late shifts who count on riding the subway late at night. You have people who like to go out to dinner, go to a ball game or a show, and that count on taking the subway to get home. It totally changes the texture of the city. And honestly, the, the, the Metropolitan Transportation Authority is in such dire budgetary straits right now that if they do this, I don't see it coming back. We're in a really, really bad position. Um, you know, I, I don't know if maybe the feds will... I mean, President Trump certainly has a lot... Invested in Manhattan real estate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know it would certainly be in his interest to see uh and he has a lot emotionally
3: invested. In it. He's from there. I mean you would think he'd want yes. the city to survive, it would be nice.
6: I mean I um, think I think we all do,
3: yeah. We're walk we're talking to Seth Barron, he's associate editor of City Journal. He's written a piece um about the city and the, about the mayor actually, he's talking about how out of tune he is. Um, so transformation, you mentioned that word. That's a big word with progressives these days. When they say that, it, it's, it's, it should scare everybody when they start talking about transformation because it, it, the question
6: is, transform it to what?
3: I well, mean, that's a good what,
6: question. Wh- I, well, I, you know, look, if, if he wanted to transform the city to give more opportunity to people, to make it easier to start a business, to build things, that would be one thing. That's not what he's talking about. All he's talking about is taking money from, he says that there's a tale of two cities that he wants to end, the haves and the have-nots. And essentially, he's just dedicated to wealth redistribution. He doesn't really care so much about building opportunity for the poor. He just wants to tax, he he says this outright, he wants to tax the millionaires and the billionaires. Um, And what's funny is, He keeps changing his reason for why he wants to establish these taxes. First, it was to have universal pre-kindergarten. Then it was to build houses for senior citizens. Then to fix the subway. It becomes clear, oh, no, he doesn't really care what he uses the money for. He just wants to, you know, establish the taxes. Uh, It's this kind of punitive, redistributive, you know... Marxist type of uh, emphasis. Yeah,
3: he, he just wants to spread it around. He doesn't care where it goes. He just doesn't want it to be with the rich. He wants them to lose it. Um, so uh, here's—I'm I'm just wondering—and I have a—I have a guy coming on tomorrow who wrote a piece uh, uh, for Fortune magazine about the, um, you know, just reconsidering the idea of city density and you know having that many people live in one place. And I'm just wondering, as a guy who writes about New York City, um. I, I, at the end of the, who knows what this, everything's going to be like when this thing finally ends, and, and what, what kind of changes we're going to see, we won't see right away. There'll be there'll be um, there'll be s- slow changes, but there are going to be big changes, I think. And I'm, I'm just wondering, how many people, and you talked about it a little bit a minute ago, but how many people uh, are going to just rethink the idea? Of, having, of living in a place with that many people in that small an area. Maybe it just isn't a good idea anymore and not necessary.
6: Look, a lot of these, these are all questions that are circulating. I mean, for instance, office buildings. You know, routinely you go up and down in elevators, like, I don't know, six, ten times a day, crammed yeah. into a small box with 15 other people. Are people still going to want to do that? Are people going to want to, um, you know, ride subways and crowded buses all the time? These are great questions, and a lot of uh, in, important issues around, around density are, are certainly coming up. Uh, I still think that people are going to want to live in cities. People are still going to want to obviously have jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, all, we're not all going to go live in, like, you know, the rural parts of the country. But, you know, there, there's going to be changes. I'll, I'll grant you that. I'm, that's above my pay grade to tell you what they're going to be. Sure. But certainly there's going to be changes. Well,
3: here's the thing, Seth. Um, I'm talking to you now from my home, and I live uh, in an area that is just on the outskirts of a of an office park. When I moved out to this area 30 years ago, this was just uh, was just nothing but farmland, and it's it's like 16 miles from downtown Pittsburgh, right on Route 79, and um, I mean, it looks like a little city now. It's just a bunch of Mm. large buildings. But here's the thing. People who work there, they park for free. They they don't sit in rush hour traffic to get in and out. And when they look out the windows of their office, they're looking at what I'm looking at right now, a golf course, trees, green grass. Um, I can't imagine anybody who would rather be in downtown Pittsburgh right now on a, on a normal day, getting ready to get out of work at 5 o'clock, than here. Yeah. And, and, and you don't have to be downtown because, you, you know, people are proving it now that you can work from home. You don't have to be in an office building. You can be, you can be in your bedroom.
6: Well, you know, here's the thing. A lot of people can do that. You and I, I'm, I'm in my living room right now. And my job, I'm doing everything the same, same way I was. But, you yeah. know, you can't bend your head out to get your hair cut. And there's a lot of people in the world who can't work from home. Uh, And, you know, those of us who are lucky can. But we have to consider, you know, not the entire economy can't become remote and digital. There's a lot of people who, you know, in service industries, personal services, who, you know, or people who build things and move things, you know, factory workers, construction Mm -hmm. workers. There's all kinds of people who who have to be on site can't work from home so we're definitely going to have to think deeply and hard about how how the workforce you know accommod- is accommodated by you know the, the, the new reality it's yeah it's, I, have, it's big, I gave a list challenge.
3: I gave a list of counties but before you came on and I opened the show I was checking out California this is kind of stuff was fascinating to me uh, 22,485 cases of the virus in L.A. County, and then I gave a list of a bunch of other counties, and uh, there were 15 counties in, in California. One of them had a population of 64,000. One had 18, one had 17. 41 cases of the virus in 15 counties. Yeah. 41 cases in 15 counties. I'm sure that covers a pretty good piece of geography. And I'm so. sure. Uh, it just shows that, I mean, this is going to be a question because um, these people who are living there, they're being treated the same way as the people in L.A. are being treated, you know, being told to wear masks and you can't play golf and you can't go to the beach. There's counties with with, uh, one case, counties with three cases in the entire county.
6: Look, I'm sure Uh, it's the same same thing in New York State, like upstate versus downstate. I'm sure it's the same thing in central P.A., um, mm-hmm. Look, when we reopen the country, reopen the economy, it's got to be done in a in a smart way. We can't just, you know, issue these blanket statements to cover the entire uh, a giant state like California or Pennsylvania or New York. Right. Obviously, some of these New York City is, you know, a disaster area, but other parts of New York should be able to reopen. Even New York City. I don't see any reason why people shouldn't be allowed to go into stores, Mm-hmm. Maybe wear a mask. Maybe only let a dozen people in at a time. But a bookstore, a clothing store, let these places reopen. Um, and w- people people want to want to do it right. We're not going to, you know, all mass together. Restaurants and bars. That's another that's another story. But um, I don't see any reason why we couldn't let stores open and you know get the thing going. We you know we can't right. we can't we can't just sit here treading water forever.
3: Well, Seth, I'm up against a hard break here. I got like 20 seconds. Uh, as Blasio, if the election were tomorrow, when he get reelected, I got
6: 15, oh, or 20 oh, seconds. Oh, oh. I think he would be like uh, recalled if we had an election tomorrow. Now he, he he's he's done. He's 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 melting down. He's a That's a short
3: a short and good answer, Seth. Thank you very much. Great information there. Appreciate you being on. Thanks a lot. No problem. Okay, that's uh, Seth Barron. He wor- uh, works for the City City Journal. He's the associate editor there. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk
8: about Joe Biden. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump is voicing support for his former National Security Advisor, Michael Flynn. He's raising speculation that a pardon may be coming after Flynn's lawyers released internal FBI documents. They claim show the FBI was trying to entrap him. California Governor Gavin Newsom has ordered beaches in Orange County to close until further notice. Days after tens of thousands of people in Orange County packed the beaches during a sunny weekend. American Airlines reporting a staggering loss of $2.2 in the first quarter, its largest quarterly loss since merging with U.S. Airways in 2013. Stocks lower after more grim economic news and other 3.8 million workers filed for unemployment benefits last week. The Dow lost 288 points today. The NASDAQ was down 25 and the S&P 500 dropped 27. This is SRN News. Are you
0: tired of some of the movies that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with family and watch something that affirms your values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, a film that reveals how freedom of speech is being threatened and how some are even attacked for their Christian beliefs right here in America. Freedom of speech is important for the spread of the gospel. Truth flourishes where it's allowed to be heard. But your speech and beliefs are under attack now more than ever. People have been accused of hate speech for simply speaking about the gospel. And some politicians have threatened to permanently shut down churches because of the pandemic. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Go to nosafespaces.com today. She's listening all the time and getting smarter every day. When you want the conservative perspective on today's most pressing issues, Alexa has the answer. You just have to point her in the right direction by saying, Alexa, enable the Answer Pittsburgh skill. Now say, Alexa, play the Answer Pittsburgh to get your favorite conservative talk station without lifting a finger. Look, Ma, no hands. So, Alexa, what's your favorite station?
4: That's easy. AM 1250, the answer. The answer.
1: When it comes to matching organs for transplant, did you know people of different ethnicities can donate to each other? The more people who sign up, the more lives we save. For facts about organ eye and tissue
0: donation, call 866-99-DONATE. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law.
5: If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at bamboo slash HR. That's bamboo slash HR.
0: AM twelve fifty and fm ninety two point five. The answer. WPGP PGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. The division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart or radio.com. Stuck in traffic, we've got the answer.
7: In Mount Washington, Wabash Tunnel is shut down. 79 under construction between South Point Boulevard and Bridgeville. Outbound Penn Avenue, that's closed with construction between Penwood Avenue and Sawyer Way. William Penn Highway down to one lane with road work between Old William Penn Highway and the Parkway East. If you're using Port Authority Transit, they say face masks are mandatory if you're going to ride the bus and light rail vehicles. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the answer, weather. Cloudy with a shower in spots for tonight, low 44. Tomorrow, cloudy with a shower in spots, breezy. High Friday, 59. Friday night, partial clouds, low 42. Saturday, clouds and some sun, high 68. Sunday, mostly cloudy with some showers, high 75. Monday, cooler with clouds and sunshine, breezy, high 64. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer.
3: Uh, You know, the the Democrats need this lockdown to last until November 3rd. That's election day, in case you've forgotten. And the lockdown and all the stupidity that goes with it uh, and the damage it's causing is their only chance to win, I think, anyway. Their candidate, uh, Joe Biden, makes up for the fact that he you know, can't put two sentences together and doesn't know where he is half the time by uh, refusing to respond to what has become a pretty credible sexual assault accusation. Um, it's pretty, it's getting pretty credible, and it becomes more credible every day. Now, I don't know if Tara Reed, the woman who's uh, accusing him of sexually assaulting her back in the early 90s, I don't know if, if she's telling the truth. Nobody knows except her and Joe, I guess. But nobody knew if Christine Blasey Ford was uh, telling the truth with well, that annoying phony little bo- uh, girl voice of hers a couple of years ago I didn't believe her still don't, but that doesn't mean she wasn't telling the truth. I just don't believe her a- and you can believe Tara Reed or not, but that's not really the point. Um, the point is the k- inconsistency and you know the the hypocrisy of the Democrats. And not to be redundant, the media hypocrisy. But anyway, they wanted um, they wanted Brett Kavanaugh canceled. They didn't want him to become a Supreme Court justice for what he was accused, not very convincingly, of uh, of doing when he was a high high school kid. Um, you know, high school, a drunken high school kid. Now Joe, who, by the way, uh, in case you've forgotten, has a strong reputation, and women have complained about it, uh, uh, officially complained about it. He has a reputation for getting too handsy with women, likes to sniff hair a lot, too, which I would guess uh, if you were a woman, that would, I don't know, that might be a little bit annoying. But he's accused of assaulting a woman when he was in his 40s and when he was a United States senator. That's a little different from being, a what, a 16-, 17-year-old high school kid. Whatever he did, uh, and it was not uh, actual rape, uh, there was no, no accusation that... that that uh, Christine Blasey Ford was raped, that she said she was assaulted. Um, Again, I don't know if she was telling the truth, but whatever happened there, it doesn't rise to the level of what the woman uh, Tara Reid is accusing um, Joe Biden of doing, and Joe was in his 40s and a United States senator. Uh, Nancy Pelosi believed uh, Blasey Ford, and she wanted Kavanaugh to be voted out. But listen to this exchange uh, she had on CNN today.
7: Speaker, I also want to ask you about former Vice President Joe Biden and about this allegation that is being made by one of his former Senate staffers. Um, Do you think that it is time for Vice President Biden to address this head on himself? Well, I, I have great sympathy for any women who bring forth an allegation I'm a big strong supporter of the me too movement I I think it's been a great made a great contribution uh, to our country and a, and and I do um uh support Joe Biden I'm satisfied uh with how he has uh, responded I know him I was proud to endorse him the other on Monday very proud to endorse him uh and so I'm I'm satisfied with that uh, I mean he hasn't to be clear He hasn't addressed it. His campaign has addressed it, but he has not directly addressed it. Should he directly, publicly address it? You know, it's a a, a matter that he has to deal with. But I am impressed with the people who worked for him at the time saying they absolutely never heard one uh, uh, iota of information about this nobody ever brought forth a, a claim or had anybody else tell them about such a claim. Uh, but again, we have a, um, a an important election at hand, one that is, I think, one of the most important ones that we've had. We say that every election, but I think this one is the most crucial. And I, I supported him because he's a person of great values, integrity, Authenticity, imagination, uh, and a connection uh, to the American people. He understands the kitchen table uh, issues of America's working families. His father lost his job when he was a boy. He knows what that feels like for a family and how they're going to pay their bills, their health bills, the education of their children, supporting seniors in their families and the rest. Uh, It's just, he's the personification of hope and optimism for our country, and I was proud. Uh, to endorse him. And America needs a person like Joe Biden with his, again, his integrity and his vision for the future. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, we really appreciate you being here on New Day. Thank you for your time. Thank you. My pleasure. And thank you for what you're doing to tell the story of this. That information is so very, very important.
3: Oh, boy. And uh, and, uh, by the way, not one of the adjectives she used... (laughs) to to describe joe biden would uh d- describes him uh, nobody would agree with it but um you know she talked about the fact that uh joe's former staff uh people staff members um they said that uh that didn't happen they deny it they know nothing about it and that was good for nancy that was fine but um brett kavanaugh had tons of people uh, uh testifying to his character, saying that that they don't know anything about it. Not only that, but Christine Blasey Ford's own supposed witnesses, when she mentioned them, they didn't agree. They didn't say that they knew what she was talking about. And I think a couple of them, if I remember, said they didn't even know who Brett Kavanaugh was at the time. So uh, the standards for Nancy have changed a little bit. So she did some serious squirming there. Here she is again. Now, it's unfortunate, this is radio, you can't see her dismissive wave of her hand when she blows off the woman who's asking the question. Listen.
7: As far as uh, Biden is concerned, how do uh,
9: Democrats square with the idea that, that they're essentially a, they're, they're standing by Biden, but they're using a comparatively different standard with, uh, with the Kavanaugh when, when he demanded a... Uh, a investigation on Justice Kavanaugh when a very similar uh,
7: allegation came out on him uh, while well, let, I, let me just tried, say I, I, I respect yeah. your question and I don't need a, a lecture or a speech Here's the thing I have a complete respect for the whole Me Too movement. I have four daughters and one son and uh, there's a lot of excitement around the idea that women will be heard and be listened to, listen to. There is also due process. And uh, the fact that Joe Biden is Joe Biden. uh, There's been statements from his campaign or not his campaign, but his former employees who ran his offices and the rest, that there was never any record of this. There was never any record and that uh, nobody ever came forward or nobody ever came forward to say something about it apart from the principal involved. I am so proud. The happiest day for me this week was to support Joe Biden for President of the United States. He's a person of great integrity, a great concern for the American people. He authored the Violence Against Women Act uh, when he was the chair of the Judiciary Committee uh, in the 90s. He has been an advocate for funding it all along since then. And I uh, uh, I believe that uh, uh, he will be a great president of the United States. Uh, He is the personification of hope and optimism uh, and authenticity uh, for our country, a person of great values. Uh, So I want to remove all doubt in anyone's mind. I have a great comfort level uh, with the the situation as I see it, Uh, with all the respect in the world for any woman who comes forward uh, with all the highest regard for Joe Biden. And that's what I have to say about that. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Thank you, Nancy. And she just, uh, when she was dismissing the question, she gave it a let them eat ice cream or let them eat cake kind of a gesture uh, to the to the reporter who a- actually asked the question that had to be asked. And she didn't answer it, of course. And it's gotten to the point that the CNNs and the MSNBCs uh, can't avoid talking about it anymore. Listen to this girly man, Chris Hayes, on MSNBC last night.
1: Throughout the entire Me Too era, there have been moments, I think for many of us, all of us, when we have heard about accusations against someone that we find ourselves desperately wanting not to believe. Whether that is because we have some personal admiration for the individual or their work, or political admiration, someone on our quote-unquote side. But part of the difficult lesson of the Me Too era is not that every accusation is true and everything should be believed on its face, but that you do have to fight yourself when you feel that impulse. You have to do that in order to take seriously what is being alleged and what the evidence is and to evaluate it. And that is the case with the accusation by a woman named Tara Reid against Joe Biden. In terms of the sort of, you know, I think one of the things that happened in the Me Too era was thinking about how to evaluate claims like this and what what evidence is sort of corroborative and what's dispositive and the fact that in almost all cases, it's extremely difficult to arrive at some definitive accounting uh, in the in the sort of evidentiary record I will say that in following this, one of the things that happened to me, too, and and, and a piece of evidence that has uh, risen in how I evaluate these stories is a somewhat contemporaneous disclosure to a trusted person who then tells a reporter about it. Um, That is what has happened here, and to me, that has been, um, in terms of what the evidentiary record is, has raised it a bit in my own view of this.
3: In other words, Chris is getting a little nervous. Uh, Chris doesn't know how he's going to be able to defend Joe Biden. And I'm going to make a prediction and I, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't put a lot of money on it. I don't think Joe's going to make it to the convention because of this. Uh, I, I think it's 50-50 that, uh, and not because I have any great knowledge of the inside workings of the Democratic Party. It's just I've seen enough of this. Um, this stuff grows and grows and it's not going away. And I try to imagine what I try to imagine Nancy Pelosi when she walks off the stage. I hope you get a chance to see the video today. But uh, when she walks off the stage um, and disappears behind the curtain, wherever she was, what she's what comes out of her mouth, the expletives that come out of her mouth about Joe Biden and the fact that he puts her in the position of having to defend him. Uh, she's not a big fan fan of men, anyways. From, from what I gather, she thinks. <laughs> I just don't get the feeling that she is, but uh, I, she thinks men are pigs. I think, and so I, I uh, she has to be just absolutely uh, uh, livid that she has to go out there and defend this guy, and it's only. It's going to be May tomorrow, got a long way to go till November, and this just isn't going to go away. And he's putting women in a position of defending him and not standing up for the women when they said all along that they, all women need to be um, supported in stuff like this. And Joe Biden's not allowing them to do it. So uh, believe me, just human nature. They, are, they can't stand it. And he makes up for all this, of course, by the fact that he can't put two sentences together. But here's the best part of this whole story from today. You remember Chris Dodd? Chris Dodd was a buddy of uh, Ted Kennedy's. And uh, back in uh, 1985, long time ago, a uh, story that um, Chris Dodd was with uh, uh, Teddy Kennedy, who he liked the ladies himself. This is from uh, GQ magazine in 1985. Dodd and Ted Kennedy allegedly uh, sexually assaulted a waitress in the Washington, D.C. restaurant, La Brasserie. They were inebriated in a private room with two very young blonde dates. And I'm pretty sure they were both married at the time. When uh, their dates left the table to go to the bathroom, the senators requested waitress Carla Gav- Gavilio come to the room. Uh, Gavilio alleges Kennedy grabbed her threw her on the table, scattering and breaking plates, cutlery, crystal, and candles. Kennedy then threw Gavilio on Dodd and jumped on top of the two. Uh, And that was later uh, referred to as a waitress sandwich. That's the story. It became the waitress sandwich story. When another waitress entered the room, Kennedy jumped off, leaving Gavilio bruised and shaken as she ran out of the private dining room. Gavilio's story was corroborated by another waitress, the owner of La Brasserie, and two busboys. So they did it. Now, that's one thing, and they got away with it because this was the 80s and uh, there was no Me Too movement. They'd have been in big trouble if it happened now. Of course, they probably wouldn't do it uh, now because they'd know that it was going to put them in trouble. But they were having a good time back in those days and did what they wanted. But what makes this hilarious is that that, uh, Chris Dodd, as – is, is on the committee to help Joe Biden find his vice presidential candidate. He is – that's, that's – this is one of the guys that Joe Biden picked to help him find the woman, by the way, not the man, because he said he's going to pick a woman. This is the person that Joe – I thought Chris Dodd had died, to be honest with you. I didn't even know he was still around, but he still is. He's like 75 years old, um, and he is on the committee – to help Joe Biden, Mister Waitress Sandwich is on the committee to help Joe Biden pick his female. Because he's again, he has promised it's going to be a woman. He's going to help him pick his female vice presidential candidate. There you go. Okay, uh, and this uh, nobody's denying this story, by the way, about uh, Chris Dodd uh, and. He's going to help Joe find his – and and is anybody going to ask Joe about the selection of Chris Dodd? You know, maybe this – with everything that's going on and the accusations flying, that whether that was – with all the people out there he could get to help him find a woman to be his vice presidential candidate, his running mate, that it maybe wasn't a really good idea to pick somebody like Chris Dodd who immediately – Immediately, anybody who's been covering the politics in Washington who immediately would remember the waitress sandwich story. And (laughs) this is who Joe picked to pick uh, the woman that's going to be his vice president. So that's what you got with Joe Biden. And the networks aren't doing a really good job of covering it, but but they're being forced into it now. And it's going to be fun to watch them try to squirm uh, the way Nancy did. Uh, today, and there's going to be a lot of squirming necessary. We'll be back. Worried about deductibles and copays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Steigerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related. Anything. copays and deductibles. Any prescription. Even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company-matching component that can provide two or even three to one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 784 884 1496 Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace. At MarleyFG.com.
9: Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. OldNumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through. And most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family, wherever they are, and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did.
4: Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubrelvy within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour.
2: Ubrelvy treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvy with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, two to four percent, and tiredness, two to three percent.
4: While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvy is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvi.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan.
10: If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Before you, purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's a disinfectant that kills viruses. It can be used on surfaces and floors by mixing one-third Genesis 950 with two-thirds water. Apply to surface and clean with fresh water. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, decreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis 950 50.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Code SALEM.
0: Warning. Listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. Hey, remember a
3: couple of weeks ago the story about Lando Lake's Butter taking the picture of the Indian maiden off the, uh, off the package because it was considered racist by some people? Well, the guy is a guy named Robert Desjardins, uh, and he wrote a column in the Washington Post, and he happens to be the son of the man who designed that, uh, that logo, uh, who also happens to be a Native American. And he doesn't agree with the fact that they took it off the, the package. He said it was not a stereotype. Uh, he points out that a that North Dakota state representative, Ruth Buffalo, told the Pioneer Press in St. Paul that the Lando Lake's image of Mia went hand in hand with human and sex trafficking of our women and girls by depicting Native women as sex objects. This guy says that that couldn't be more uh, of, couldn't be more untrue. Um, and he said his dad drew the thing in the first place. Uh, and in a way of honoring maiden American uh, Native American women, and then he was asked to redesign it. And so when he redesigned it, uh, he actually was um, was careful to um, just update the the beads on the on the, her uh, clothing to make it look uh, real. And uh, it's um, he's he's an Ojibwe. Uh, Indian from the Indian tribe, and and that's what he was trying to do is make it look authentic. And people who are trying to be politically correct and show how deeply uh, sensitive they are and how much they care about not offending people other than them who belong to groups n- not uh, that they don't belong to, they decided that they're going to fix this. And of course, what do they do? They make it worse. And uh, it was not in any way a stereotype. Should have stuck
0: with it. Bye. The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.